Fantastic. So welcome, everyone. We are coming to you from Limerick City in Ireland, so on the West Coast. Um, yes, a very different setup to normal. I'm coaching at nighttime instead of morning time. Uh, but this week, we are week five for Naturally Healthy Club, and we're talking about my thoughts create my results. And this concept has truly changed my life. This was the thing that I learned from my business coach that I've since applied to so many other areas of my life. And it's like one of those things that once you once you know it, you won't, can't unknow it, but you'll be so glad that you did. Um, so I wanted to actually start this with a, um, just a note to anyone who isn't able to attend any of the classes live and who is watching the replays or listening to the replays. And just a reminder that with anything that we're doing and like any change that you're making in your life, it's like not consuming the content. It's not the form that the content comes in. So it's not the form, the whether you're attending live or watching replays that creates the result of you having a naturally healthy relationship with food in this case. What creates that result is you applying what you're learning. So it doesn't matter how you're receiving the information. It's just all we, what we really want to focus on is looking at your thoughts, changing your thoughts, changing your habits and implementing those things, applying the process that I'm teaching you. And it's that application that is, and particularly with the thoughts that gets you the results. And really that's what you're here for. You're not here to watch videos or you're not, you're not here to attend live classes. You're here to change your life and to change your relationship with food. So don't let that sneaky thought come in and let you like make you feel like you're not getting what you came for because of the format that you're you're getting the information like and so one thing that I do whenever I'm in any coaching container like there's been coaching containers where I haven't been able to attend anything live and there's been that I have but in both cases I've always like in all cases I always get the results that I came from because I focus on what's really important and that's me changing my thoughts changing my habits and doing the work Okay, so let's go through a naturally healthy healthy club philosophy. So one, I am or I'm becoming naturally healthy. I'm way more powerful than I think. There's no rush. I used that one tonight when we were sitting down to dinner and I was thinking, oh, I've got a coach tonight. And I was like, no, there's no rush. I've got time to eat my dinner. Um, yes, I weigh XXX and it's okay. Um, and also with that, asking yourself, like, what can I learn from this? Next one is how do I want this to go? Like our super useful thought for bringing intentionality into any situation, whether that's um, in the moment or when we're thinking about through our whole day. Overeating is never worth it. Even just one more bite is not worth it. I use this one on myself tonight as well. Um, there will be plenty of amazing food in my future. So that's to remind ourselves that yeah of course like we don't have to be in food scarcity but we actually have an abundance of food that's available to us I change best when I feel good and if you remember from last week's lesson we learned about this in terms of um, habit change in particular but all change all change is that when we acknowledge like notice and celebrate and acknowledge our progress it makes us feel good and when we do that then we're way more likely to to keep making changes overeating is never worth it oh hang on no I just did that <laughs> skipping around Jules um, I don't have to do this perfectly another one for the perfectionists uh, the most pleasure happens in the first few bites. 
it's safe for me to feel my feelings. And we're going to be talking about that today when we've got some coaching for Naomi. Um, there are no bad foods. I'm so lucky. And really, like, whatever's going on in your life, there's always something that you can feel like, yeah, I'm fortunate that this is in my life. I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. And as I mentioned at the beginning, whether that's I'm watching replays, I'm listening to the podcast feed, or I'm actually attending live, I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. And sometimes we don't know how that's true, but it is always true. There is no failing, only learning. I want to do this and I can do this. So then I just want to recap our Naturally Healthy Club process. So there's four parts to it. I mean, the way we remember it is light, L-I-T-E. And just a reminder that we are on a treasure hunt to find what your process looks like. So what, like, it's like what one person, what it looks like for one person to be naturally healthy isn't the same as, as somebody else. Like you'll have different thoughts and slightly different habits that that go together for you. And so that's part of the joy of, of this program is that we're on this treasure hunt to figure out what is it exactly for you that needs to come together for you to be naturally healthy. And so the four parts to our process, we remember it light, so L for listening to our bodies, I for making intentional choices, T for tracking, and E for enjoyment. And we've been implementing it in the reverse order. So we started with enjoyment and the key thought that goes with enjoyment is this thought that there's no rush. And that just helps to slow us down and like tune into the food. And the habit that there's actually two habits that go along with the enjoyment. So that's putting our cutlery down. So like whenever there's food in our mouth, just making sure that the cutlery is on the table. And then the other habit that goes along with this is anticipating something delicious. Um, so that's thinking through our day and actually planning something delicious each day. Tea, the T is for tracking and we did a lesson two, a couple of weeks ago on weighing ourselves every day and we went into detail about why we do that. The thought that goes along with that is, yes, I weigh whatever it is that I weigh and it's okay. And the whole idea about weighing ourselves every day is being able to accept that this is where we're at, like not going into the mind drama, not making it mean anything bad about us and also like bringing the curiosity, like weighing ourselves with curiosity so we can just figure out like what can I learn from this rather than it being this excuse to beat ourselves up and or reason to beat ourselves up. And the habit, yeah, so the habit that goes along with that is daily weighing. And then last week we spoke about making intentional choices, which is a huge, huge component of being naturally healthy and finding this balance. And the thought that goes along with that is how do I want this to go? And the habit that goes along with it is our daily practice, which I introduced introduced you to last week. And we're going to recap um, last week's lesson. So I'll wait to talk more about that in last week's lesson. Then the final thing that we're going to learn is this skill of listening to our bodies. And the thought that goes with that is overeating is never worth it. Even just one more bite is not worth it. And the habit that goes along with, there's some habits that go along with that, but we haven't actually covered that yet. And the reason for that is because we can actually make huge progress on our um, on our journey to being naturally healthy without even learning that skill of listening to our bodies. So that's like the last thing that we learn. So if you feel like, oh, I'm not really good at that, I haven't got that yet, 
totally no problem. Like we haven't done it yet. So just know that that's going to be coming in the next couple of weeks that we'll start to introduce that learning that skill as well. But it's more important that we focus on the things like focus on enjoyment, focus on tracking and focus on building this um, habit of our daily practice and making intentional choices because that's like this is there's a reason like it just it goes some it just it's easier to apply when we learn in that when we apply it in that order like it just works it flows so much better okay so our plan for today is I've got a little bit of news to share and then we'll recap last week's lesson which was I love being intentional and we also learn about tiny habits and then I'm going to open up to the group. So I want to hear from you guys, your tiny wins or your tiny lessons. And also if you had any questions or thoughts that have come up from last lesson, so we can discuss them then. And then we're going to talk about this idea of our, that our thoughts create our results, which is a lesson for this week. And then we're going to jump open up to coaching. So um, Naomi and Christine had both posted posted some uh, things in the group that I'm really excited. I think it's going to be really helpful to coach on them for a lot of people. So one around um, one around emotional eating and then a, another around like comparing and despairing, <laughs> which my business coach calls it. Uh, so we'll get to that. And then also if anyone else is, wants coaching, we can do that then. Okay. So in terms of news, posted the week prize this week went to Christine Rowe and I'll just read what Christine's shared. So she said, making it work. And she said, my tiny win for the week is just realizing that I have to make this program and these habits slash thoughts work for me. Instead of looking for a daily treat, I'm reframing enjoyment to be more of looking for where I want to really maximize the pleasure, my pleasure with food. That doesn't have to be foods that I would normally think of as treats, like sh sugar and carb heavy. It could be something I haven't eaten for a while, something savory that just hits the spot, or just something that I liked um, to take the time to fancy up by serving it with nice dishes, etc. Uh, so this weekend, I'm taking some time to figure out what the daily practice will look like for me. So wanted to celebrate Christine for like amazing coach self coaching there of like realizing. Yeah, like I get to, like not even that I have to, like I get to make this program work for me. I get to just, I get to refine these habits and tweak things so that it does work for me. Like how fun is that? And I love this idea of like looking to enjoyment, like planning a daily, like look, anticipating something delicious. Like Christine's really thinking through how that, that can show up for her. And I love the idea of like it's maybe something that, it's every day, but you're going to fancy it up by serving it in nice dishes and maybe adding a few more things to it. Like, so cool. So I wanted to celebrate Christine for that. And um, in other news, just a reminder that when you're posting in the group, whenever you log onto the group, it's like so nice when you, like, you know, when you put yourself out there and you post something uh, and then no one else comments, like it's really nice to like comment on other people's stuff. So whenever you go in, like just take the like the couple of seconds to comment on someone else's post so that they get that encouragement as well. Because remember, like we change, but we can give ourselves encouragement, but getting encouragement for other people is always welcome too. Um, and then the, in other news, like completely almost um, is I actually, so as well as the Naturally Healthy Club, I have another group called the Secret Society of Intentional Booze Hounds, which is basically helping, applying similar process to what we're doing here with food for people who struggle with alcohol. And 
So if you I'm opening the new a new group for that and uh, starting in early November. So if you know someone who might be um, curious about changing their relationship with alcohol, so finding a way to drink less without completely cutting out, um, then I'll just paste a link in the chat. Um, then send them this link because I've got a um, a free resource for them to check out, which kind of explains more about um, about that group. Okay, so last week we spoke about this idea, which actually was only like on um, on Thursday, so it was like it feels like it's been a really short week because it has. Um, so last week we spoke about this idea of I love being intentional, and why being intentional is so important is is because it helps us find this balance between enjoying things, enjoying food, and feeling good in our bodies. And how it works is that we use, when we're being intentional, we're using, we have different parts of our brain. And when we're being intentional, we're using our prefrontal cortex, which is the most evolved part of our brain. And the cool part about using that part of our brain is that it enables us to make the best choices that are good for us in the moment, but also good for us in the long term. Whereas when we're using the more primitive parts of our brain that are just all about seeking pleasure and avoiding pain, then that of course is when we like tend to overeat and tend to overindulge because we're not thinking about future consequences. That part of our brain can't, it doesn't compute like future consequences be damned. And so being intentional is just such a magic thing because it helps us find that balance and how we go about being intentional. It really does come down to this one simple thought. And if there can be other thoughts that you might find that help tune you into being intentional, but I've uh, like from working with a lot of people, this asking yourself this question, like, how do I want this to go? And that can be in the moment when you're like, you know, in a bag of cookies, <laughs> head in a bag of cookies, or it can be when you're thinking about, you're about to go out for dinner and you're thinking about the meal ahead, or you're going on a trip and like I have been, and you're thinking about, you know, what you're going to, how you're going to eat when you're, when you're traveling. Um, so this question is so helpful. And then the habit that goes along with us being intentional is what I call a daily practice. And why I encourage everyone to have some sort of form of daily practice is that it just, um, it gives you an opportunity to, again, use your prefrontal cortex. And it also gives you an opportunity to like practice and to visualize in your mind how you want the the day to play out. And it also helps you um like anticipating like obstacles and navigate difficult situations in your mind. And when you can practice doing that in your mind, then it makes it when you're actually in the moment, it actually makes it so much easier to, to navigate difficult situations. And this idea of mental rehearsal has been like well-researched for like musicians and sport and all sorts of things. And the research is really clear that that mental rehearsal is almost as effective as actual rehearsing in terms of um, in, in, uh, uh, increasing, like improving our, our our performance. And so, in this case, like our performance is the choices that we make when we're we're interacting with food. So. That's why I recommend having a daily practice. And so what the daily practice looks like, so there's two parts, there's two ways to approach it. And I, so we have like a minimum version. And when we talked about habits, um, and we'll, I'll recap on habits as well, it's really important to, because um, it's really important to have a minimum version because 
that makes it, it like the easier something is to do, the more likely we are to do it. And so the minimum version for our daily practice, all that looks like is just asking yourself, how do I want today to go? And that can be in your head. It can be just a thought of like thinking it could be when you're brushing your teeth and getting ready in the morning, whatever, uh, whatever time suits you. Um, so you could just think, do it in your head. But what I really recommend is writing it down, whether that's in a journal or online or in your computer or um, an, on an app. And I actually use it. I use an app for mine. It's um, an app called the Five Minute Journal. And writing it, the reason I recommend writing it down is because uh, there's like really clear research that when people write intentions down, they're 60% more likely to implement the intention that they're setting as opposed to when you just do it in our heads. And so our minimum version is just answering that question, like how do I want this, how do I want today to go? And you could just you know, you write it out really quickly. And so we got, I got you to do an exercise last week where you decided to choose which format you wanted to experiment with for your daily practice. So whether that was going to be an app, whether it was going to be a journal and, you know, no right or wrong there. Um, and sometimes you might like to try one and then see how it goes. And if that doesn't feel good, you can always try the other, or maybe you have a mix of two. And some days you might like on weekends, you might like to get out your journal and be like really relaxed with it or, and then maybe on weekdays, if you're on a commute, you might like to do it on your phone, on the you know train or whatever. Um, so you, like you can mix it up. It doesn't have to be the same every day. So that's our minimum version. It's just answering that question. How do I want today to go? And then the expanded version, this is really um, up to you again to make it what you want it to be. So that again, there's no right or wrong. And I really encourage you to bring the playfulness, like just approach this from like what feels fun to me, like what feels really good to me to do rather than thinking, oh, I have to do, Jill said I had to do this daily practice thing. So if you wanted to keep it at the minimum version where you just answer that question, how do I want today to go? Amazing, like totally fine, like go for that. But if you did want to experiment with, and maybe on some days you might like to experiment with like going a little bit deeper on it, um, there's a few things that we, like I recommend experimenting with trying. So one is, um, so of course, still doing the planning for the day, like how do I want this day to go? And that could be as high level as just thinking, oh, look, I'm going to have lunch at this, I'm going to have breakfast at this time, I'm going to have lunch at this time, I'm going to have a snack and then I'm going to have dinner or, or like just mapping out your meals. Or, you know, maybe you're going to have like what I did today was had tea in the morning and then lunch and then a snack and then dinner. Uh, so getting a plan for the day. Or you might like to be a bit more detailed on your planning, thinking, okay, I'm going to have chicken for lunch and I'm going to have, uh, you know, yogurt and seeds for my snack and then I'm going to have, uh, you know, uh, what do we have? We have burgers tonight. So we're going to have burgers for dinner. I'm going to have salmon for dinner. What? So if you, if it feels good to you to be more specific, then go for it. Like you can actually write in what you're going to have. And most people, I wouldn't recommend doing quantities apart from if you're planning to have like something that's a treat or something that you kind of struggle with in terms of overeating, then that case, if like, say, you know, you're having a brownie, then I'd recommend thinking, okay, I'm going to have one brownie or I'm going to have half a brownie or I'm going to have two brownies or like whatever feels good to you, but setting that intention on the quantity in particular. And also if you're planning to drink, like being specific on the quantity, like are you having one glass of wine? Are you having a bottle of wine? Are you having you know, three tequila shots? Like whatever it is, but um, anything that's like kind of that you tend to overindulge with, like being specific on the quantity before you start 
eating or drinking that thing is another way to help bring that intentionality. Uh, And so that's plan for the day is one part of our daily expanded version. The next part of the expanded version that I think is really helpful is, and we'll talk more about this in um, this in today and also next week's lesson, where you actually write down, like have some beliefs or some thoughts that we're wanting to, to work on and think intentionally. And we'll do an exercise in the future to come up with like a, what I call a belief plan. So like a list of thoughts that we're beliefs that we're working on um, kind of integrating into our psyche and but at the very like at the minimum now what you could like your your thought might be if you wanted to include some belief work it could just be that thought that I am becoming naturally healthy or if there's any other thoughts that are in our naturally healthy club philosophy that I go through at the beginning of each call you know you could pull those into one of you know a couple of those into there as well but you don't have to like it's really up to you and also if you've if you've actually set a goal it can be helpful to write out your goal every day. So, you know, I weigh, if your goal is I weigh XXX, like actually writing that down every day as part of your daily practice can be really helpful. And there's heaps of research around, you know, that people who write down their goals are way more likely to achieve them than people who don't. So that's a key part. Uh, so, yeah, so plan for the day. There's like the beliefs and and or goals, writing those down. And then the third part that I think can be really helpful is actually anticipating obstacles. So actually asking yourself, like, what could derail this plan? Like, what could come up today that I that you know, might um, might what's an obstacle that might get in my way? And then actually imagine yourself navigating that obstacle. Okay, how am I going to if I you know, someone brings in cake to the for when I haven't planned on having cake, how am I going to navigate that? Like, will I, do I want to like decide in the moment if it's the cake's worth it? Like no right or wrong, but just spending a couple of seconds thinking that through can make a huge difference to how the day actually goes. And then the final part, which is again, totally optional, but I, that I do include in my, in my daily practice is writing down like a couple of things that you're grateful for. And again, there's a heap of research around, uh, how people who like intentionally write out their gratitudes, like things that they're grateful for, tend to have like better mental health and be more positive people. So um, that's actually included in the five minute journal app that I use. So they get you to do um, to write out your 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 what you're grateful for first. Then then they have a section of how you're going to make the the day great, and that's where I write in my. Um, my my food plan of how I want the day to go and then they have a section for affirmations or beliefs and so I write my beliefs in in there Um, so yeah that's an expanded version of our daily practice and then we also spoke last week about tiny habits and how basically I gave you a, a quick quick and dirty lesson in habit formation and basically the reason I love habits so much is because they automate and make healthy behaviors like automatic. <laughs> so then we're not having to like use a lot of energy and effort to do our the, the things that help us be naturally healthy. And uh, the other cool part about habits is that habits are like evidence for our subconscious that I'm the type of person who is naturally healthy. And so a person who's naturally healthy is who's intentional with their food like they have a daily practice and they think through their day. So by having that habit, building that habit of the daily practice, you get the benefits of 
the you know everything that you're doing from the daily practice but then you also get this evidence that your subconscious is like oh you know, he or she's really changing this time. Like this is evidence, like something's different here. Um, so that's a really cool, like kind of fringe benefit of habits. And then we spoke about how to form new habits and there's three parts to it. So basically keep it, the first thing is keeping it easy. So the easier it is, something is to do, the more likely we are to do it. And so the example that I used from uh, BJ Fogg, the Stanford researcher who wrote the book on tiny habits, he, you know, rather than saying I'm going to force my teeth, his habit was I'm just going to force one tooth. And so for us, our daily practice habit, the minimum requirement there, like making it as easy as possible is just answering that question, how do I want today to go? And this is really important because if something's really easy to do it, we're way more likely to do it. And if we have that consistency of keeping the habit alive, then we're more like, like we're more likely to get the habit embedded and get all the benefits of having the habit. And so that first step is keeping it as easy as possible. The second step is to create what uh, BJ Fogg calls a tiny habits recipe. And basically this is just deciding when and where you're going to do the habit or choosing when and where you're going to do the habit. And again, we want to be ultra specific with this. And so rather than with his tooth flossing uh, example, rather than saying, I'm going to floss my teeth when I brush my, like I'm going to floss when I brush my teeth. He was like, after I put my toothbrush in the toothbrush holder, then I'm going to tear off a piece of floss and floss. And so we did an exercise last week to create a tiny habits recipe for your daily practice. So what mine looks like is um, in the morning, after I get up and sit on, after I sit on the loo, (laughs) first thing in the morning, I open the app in the five minute journal and that's my minimum requirement. And that's a very specific (laughs) uh, time that I do it. And it's, you know, every day I'm doing that. So it works really well. Um, and then, so, but yours, you know, of course you can choose your time. It doesn't have to be on the loo. And then the third part of forming habits is celebrating. And I mentioned before this idea that we change best when we feel good. And so what we, and the reason for this is that positive reinforcement, when we get praise, it actually releases dopamine in our brain, which is one of the neurotransmitters that feels good. And so when we, are, it's like the reward neurotransmitter. And so when we do things that give us do- dopamine, our brain goes, oh, that felt good. Let's do it again. <laughs> like, let's, And so it, that becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy. So when we reward ourselves, we go, oh, look, I remember to do my daily practice. And you get, you get that little dopamine hit and that's an investment in you wanting to do it again the next day. And, uh, and the other time too, so there's a couple of times you can celebrate. First is when you remember to do your new habits, celebrating then. I've got, oh, you look, yes, I'm remembering my habit. And again, this works for the cutlery down habit as well. Like just remind, oh, yeah, look, I'm putting my cutlery down. And then the other time is like right after you do the habit, like re- celebrating yourself then of like giving yourself that little bit of encouragement straight after because you're releasing dopamine and that's embedding the habit into you. And that was it from for, from last week. So uh, did anyone have any questions or any um, any thoughts on anything that we covered in um, in last week's call or anything that we've covered so far? Are you all feeling like, yes, we have it changed ninjas now, Jules? <laughs> no? 
Okay, great. Okay, well, we'll open up to tiny wins. So who had something they'd like to share with the group or a tiny lesson? It's a bit where I get to, oh, yay. Oh, Dean, are you? <laughs> Thank you. You know, I have to say it's really been a crappy September in my life. And I feel at least that I've been really looking forward to today's call and was a little bit bummed that you've changed all the time on me. I feel like everything's changing and everything is out of control, but I can make, I, I, I can make things work. Great um, photo, Gina. Let's hope that's <laughs> Right. That, that can, I can make things work. And I think that that's, that I'm nowhere where I wanted to be as the 2nd of October. I have spent this entire month ill and then my oh. back has gone out I, I couldn't walk for a week and a half. I finally went to the osteo and it's still, it's quite bad. He was very mad at me that <laughs> I waited so long in so much pain. It's taking time to get it fixed. But, you know, to just to remember Jules's lessons of to be kind, to be kind to myself and, and to realize that I can't control all the things in my life that I would like to. And as a conductor, I very much like my control, but I really am trying to find the lessons in what's happening right now. Amazing. The lesson of of those things. But it really, it, it's been really, really hard though this morning I got up and I washed the bathrooms. It's like, it's Monday morning and that's my tiny habit is Monday morning, I get up and I wash the bathrooms when I first get up. And, and at least I felt like I did that and I started the week off with a well, win yeah the rest will be okay even if I do nothing else this week at least I've washed the bathrooms oh I love it Adine and so you like and I love that you're like you had a really crap month but you're also looking for the lessons in it like that's so powerful so like using your thoughts to like not go go into the pit of despair hey it's been hard because my sister-in-law has some pretty serious health issues of chronic fatigue and sort mm. of my brain goes to that place of well if it happens to me what can right that I sort of spiral into that so I'm just looking for that that every day is just a little bit better and that that's helpful yeah just, amazing just, I'm looking for a little bit yeah amazing amazing i'll celebrating you with jean i'm i'm hope you're feeling better so and yay for clean bathroom <laughs> yay for clean bathroom thank yeah. you amazing okay who else has a tiny one you'd like to share with the group or a lesson that you've learned or an observation Someone must have something. Or you can type in the chat if you are unable to come on live to talk. Okay, my tiny one. Oh, we've got two. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, okay, go Judith first and then Lizzie. Yay. <laughs> okay, my short. My tiny win is that. I'm normally afraid of awkward silences, like that one that just happened. And so I would normally be the person that said, okay, I'll throw myself over this cliff. But I didn't. So that's my tiny win anyway. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the awkward silences get me to get me to <laughs> So celebrating you. Oh, thank you. Excellent. And Lizzie. 
Yeah, um, yesterday I was at uh, Hardly Strictly Bluegrass down in uh, Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. And a bunch of us were gathered around and everybody bought a ton of food, but we didn't. And um, they were serving, they were generous and there was crackers and cheese. And I was just like, oh, I want that, I want that. And um, then somebody showed up with pears that were just off the tree. Amazing. And was slicing them. So I took a pear and a piece of cheese and ate that. It was Gouda cheese and a pear and it blew my mind. mind. I, just, I just had one little bite instead of going and getting a cracker. And I knew I would jump down the rabbit hole of eating crackers and cheese and crackers and cheese and crackers and cheese. But the pear and the Gouda cheese stopped me. And I loved it. Amazing. Amazing. Ah, oh, I love it, Lizzie. And that's huge to celebrate and to notice that like you had that experience. And so like next time you're in there, like, yeah, and cheese and um pear and cheese, one of my favorite, like slicing the pear up, like that's one of my favorite like combos as well. Amazing. Okay, what about does anyone else have a tiny win? Maybe one more. <laughs> Come on, nothing's too small to share. Yay, Lindsay. I shared it um, online anyway, but worth repeating. Mm. Just, I would always say that I was rubbish at journaling and wouldn't keep up at it. Um, but I was trying to do it long form, all written in a notebook that was never on me when I was inspired, when I sat ready with the notebook I never knew what to write so just the suggestion of the app um, guided me through with the succinct um, questioning and a small amount of space yeah it, I really enjoyed doing it so amazing to do it, but yeah thank you because it was just to stay curious about it rather than disconnect from I don't do journaling it doesn't work for me yeah, and so that thought, I don't do journaling, then of course you don't want to like do it when it feels like this big heavy thing, whereas if you're like, oh, okay, I'm just going to try this and there's no pressure, like so good. I love it, Lindsay. Yay. And so good that you could be on the call tonight. The new time for you. Um, amazing. Okay. Excellent. Um, okay, let's move on and talk about um, today's lesson. So my thoughts create my results. Oh, my family's joining as well. As well, we've got the Europeans coming online. Um, uh, Donna said pears and gouda cheese, absolute best. Yes, I'm really into gouda these days. Like there's some really beautiful aged uh, gouda that I get from like my favorite cheese shop in Australia, and yeah, it's really good. <laughs> okay, so my thoughts create my results. So basically. This concept is the crux of the type of coaching that I that I do in with all my coaching groups, and um, basically, there's how well, well, okay. So first of all, like okay, my thoughts create my results, and so when we're talking about thoughts, there's there's two types of thoughts that impact us. 
And the first is like our self-talk. And that's just that moment to moment chatter that's happening in our heads like all day long. I think there's like, um, there's, you know, people have said that we have like 60,000 thoughts a day or something like that. So that, that all those moment to moment thoughts, that self-talk is one aspect of the thoughts creating results. And then we also have like more of the subconscious thoughts that we don't actually register as in our conscious brains. And both of these things impact uh, how we feel and how um, and then how we feel determines how the actions that we take. So today we're going, we've got a break that break it into when I teach it this, I break it into two. So today we're just going to t- focus on the self-talk piece, so like that moment-to-moment chatter. And then next week we'll talk more about like the subconscious thoughts. So how's this whole self-talk thing work works? The the way I remember it is T, T-E-A. And basically T is for thoughts. And they drive E for emotions and then emotions determine the actions that we take. And then, of course, the actions that we take determine the results that we get. So that's the path from thoughts to results. And uh, and basically the thing that I've learned through being coached is that everything comes back to our thoughts. So if you want to change any action, like any behaviour that you have, all we need to do is trace it back and identify the thoughts that we're having and the feelings and all the feelings that are driving it, the current behavior, and then you know backtrack and choose, like let that thought go and choose a different thought to think on purpose. And that's going to create a different feeling and that will cause us to take different action. And of course, that gives us different results. And I first learned this uh, through my business coach, uh, a lady called, uh, one of my business coaches, I've had many of them, uh, but Stacey Bayman, and she learned it from Bill Castillo. And it actually comes from uh, cognitive behavior therapy in psychology, this idea of like thoughts driving emotions and that emotions driving our actions. And so how we, how we actually go about using self-talk to our advantage, I'm going to go through some steps. So there's Three, three steps that we go through. And the first step, the first stage of this is just bringing awareness. So before you, before I learned about this, I was like, like you probably are now, is that you're just going around having thoughts and not actually observing them or having a lot of awareness around what are the exact thoughts that I'm, I'm thinking at any moment. So the first step is now that you know this, is to start tuning in and start listening to those thoughts. And especially the thoughts that you're having in the moment when you're about to do something you don't necessarily want to do. So when you're about to eat the cheese and crackers and go down the cheese and crackers (laughs) uh, rabbit hole that Lizzie mentioned, or when you're you're going to go, you're going back for seconds or thirds or something, when you know your body's body's full, like it, or when you're you're having ordering another glass of wine when you know you've already had enough and what we want to do is like tune into those thoughts and just first of all just bring awareness that what and get curious like what what am i thinking right now and the more you can uh tune into those thoughts then we can look to moving on to the the next steps but the first stage is this awareness stage so that's going to be your work from now on is to just start having some awareness like and it's kind of like being a watcher of your brain like what are the thoughts that I'm thinking here and 
then the second step is that once you have awareness of like what are the thoughts and actually the, the, I'll go back to um, before we move on to the second step, the other thing with awareness is sometimes and for some people, like some people are very like me, I'm very cerebral. I'm in my head. I'm thinking a lot, thinking, thinking, thinking a lot. But some people are more emotive and like so you'll just you can start to observe that about yourself too, whether you notice thoughts more or whether you notice feelings more. And there might be certain times where your feelings are coming up more versus the thoughts, or it might be, you know, it might you might have a preference for one or the other. But either way, like it's a, if you're observing the feeling, like then when you, you you can you can like go, oh okay, I'm feeling a bit anxious or I'm feeling a bit worried and then you can okay what am I what what am I thinking that's what could I be thinking that's causing that or if you're just in in the thought mode then you can just observe the thoughts but um, there's no right or wrong so you can access the thoughts either way and then once you have awareness about what the thoughts are the next step is to observe just start observing like how oh how does this make me feel and the act, and then like, and what is what when I'm feeling this way and I'm thinking this thing and I'm feeling this way, like what's the action that I'm taking? And you just want to start like seeing how these are this, these thoughts are playing out. And then once you kind of can see, okay, this isn't really helping me. I'm taking these actions that I don't really want to be taking. Then the third step is to actually like start coming up with. Um, different thoughts that you could think instead so then when the thought the initial thought comes up you go hang on that's not helpful let that go what do I want to think instead so it's bringing that intentionality into our thoughts as well and uh, what can be helpful to do this is to like have some thoughts that you're practicing on purpose and including that in your daily practice so we meant I mentioned like having list of beliefs and that's why we have our naturally healthy club philosophy that I go through in the beginning. Um, and that's, these are just some thoughts that can be helpful to like, and it, but it's not an exhaustive list, of course, like you'll come across thoughts that work for you. And sometimes you'll have a thought and it works for you for a while and then it doesn't work so well and you need to change it up. And so it's just, it, it's like a lifelong journey of figuring out and just observing and noticing how thoughts play out in your life and then choosing and being intentional with finding new thoughts that that help that make a difference for you and so this like it's kind of I guess when I'm teaching it in this way when we're thinking like it's kind of high level uh, theory it can be um, a bit tricky to understand so I've got a heap of examples to actually so you can see how this this can work using like actual self thoughts that you might be self-talk that you might actually be using to yourself um, but before I share examples, I think the important thing is with this is to like, don't judge yourself. So we all have thoughts that just come up from wherever they come up from and that aren't helping us, that aren't serving us. And that's completely normal part of having a human brain. So you don't want to judge yourself because you, when you start to have awareness, then you can go, oh, well, I've got all these negative thoughts. Like don't judge like the thoughts as being good or bad. So you don't want to add more negativity to whatever's already going on and we don't want you to feel defeated. So instead, just softening the thought and accepting, oh, okay, well, I'm thinking this thought and that's okay is a, a good way to avoid going into the judgment, falling into that judgment, judgment trap. And the other thing I wanted to say is that 
Like this is a practice that will evolve. So it's like thinking of the kids learning to walk. Like they don't just get up and start walking. So same with like being able to coach yourself and to change your self-talk. It's not like you go learn this concept and then all of a sudden like you're going to speak to like your self-talk is going to be all amazing and positive. Like there's going to be times where it feels hard. There's going to be times where you do make some progress and you are able to coach yourself and be like, yeah. And then there'll be other days where you, you don't and it doesn't feel good. Um, and so that's okay. Like it's, this is part, a normal part of being a human and learning to have more awareness and be more in, intentional with our thoughts is that it's a practice that's going to evolve. And so just remember that like, you know, there is no failing, only learning. So whenever you, like you might, miss a thought and like end up overeating or doing whatever and just when you're thinking it through just go okay well it's just something here for me to learn rather than using it as a reason to beat yourself up so let's go through some examples of using self-talk to change behavior so what first one is i want you to think about like you're at dinner time and i'm sitting at the table and i'm getting full like i can feel it in my tummy and I, I, like a sneaky thought that comes up for me is, you know, a few more bites, won't, it won't matter. A few more bites won't matter. And, or another thought that comes up for me in that is like, oh, this is really good. I don't want to stop. And if so, if like, can you can imagine like you're there and you know you're filling up and if you're thinking a few more bites won't matter, that's going to make you feel like th it's going to build the, the desire to keep eating. And what's going to happen is if you leave that thought to run its course, you'll feel the desire to eat and you'll keep eating. Or if you're thinking, this is really good, I don't want to stop. If you keep thinking this is really good, I don't want to stop, what's going to happen is you're going to feel that desire to keep eating and you'll keep eating and you won't stop, right? So what we want to do instead is just rather than letting those, like it's okay that those thoughts come up, but what we want to do is like just pause, like notice, oh, of course I'm, and then bring some self-compassion into it. Like, oh, of course I don't want to stop. Like this is really good, of course. So you don't have to disagree with the thought, but then you can make a conscious choice to redirect the thought. And that, so the new thought might be like, just this one of overeating is never worth it. And I did this tonight. Like there were, you know, there was burgers left in the middle of the table. And I was like, oh, this is really good. I want more. But then I was like, no, overeating is not worth it. Like it, I'll feel gross later up. Like, and I'll have, you know, I won't sleep well if I you know, overeat. And just that was like, oh yeah, okay. And when I, so when I thought those, those thoughts of like overeating is not worth it, that makes me feel like I'm in control. It makes, yeah, it gives me a sense of control and it tones down that desire for food. And then I'm able to stop. And like, of course, sometimes there's still some discomfort there, but that's it. But, but by having, by coaching myself and changing my self-talk in the moment, it gives me an opportunity to stop. So another example of this is when I notice myself, and I still do this occasionally, I notice myself like shoveling and like eating really quickly. I'll just remind myself like there's no rush and I don't even have to identify what the thought is that's causing me to shovel. <laughs> I'll just remind myself, oh, yeah, there's no rush. And when I think there's no rush, I think, oh, yeah, I'll enjoy this more when I slow, slow down. And that just makes me, oh, yeah, of course I want to slow down because I want to enjoy it more. And so I feel like content and I feel leisurely and at ease. And, you know, so then I slow down and I enjoy my food more. Um, so another example I had with a client who uh, 
who had like uh, gluten intolerance and so she was really struggling with with this whole like not avoiding gluten thing and sometimes she would and then sometimes she'd like have gluten and then of course have all the digestive discomfort and so the thought that she um so she was if she was thinking like the original thought was like I can't eat gluten it's not fair everyone else gets to have what they want and I can't have what I want so you can see like if she's feeling like that she's feeling deprived she's feeling like a bit petulant um so instead what I encouraged her to do is like I had the thought that I encouraged her to in those moments was to bring in the thought like I want to choose what's best for my body and when she was thinking I want to choose what's best for my body then the desire to eat gluten like melted away because she didn't she knew that wasn't going to feel good and it just that changed everything so you can see um like those examples like so this is how we use self-talk to change your behavior and you'll have specific thoughts that come up for you and it's all about like just practicing and we're going to be you know, We'll talk about this more and more in the in the future as well. But what can be really great is if you notice a thought and then you coach yourself, like posting a win in the group so other people can see how you used thoughts to change your behavior in the moment. So does anyone have any questions or any thoughts around, <laughs> around thought, thoughts um, before we move on to coaching? Is this making sense? Are we like, yeah, that, I totally get this, Jules. Yeah, Jude's nodding. Amazing. Rachel's nodding. Yeah. Yeah, like if you, totally cool if you've got a question, if it's not feeling like it's making sense, like totally not a problem, let me know. That's what we're here for. Um, or, or even if it's something if it comes up later, like you can post in the group or you can ask me on the call next week. So, Because um, it is like, it is a bit of a wild concept, but it like when you when you start noticing this and observing the effects of your life in your life, it really is a game changer. Okay, no one's got any questions. All right, all right. Okay, well let's move on to coaching. So, um, so Naomi, um, do you want me to read out what you posted in the group around the emotional eating piece, or do you want to recap where you're at with it now? Um, what would work um, best? It's totally fine if you want to read it. I think things have shifted a little bit, but you know everything changes, so yeah, it'll probably course. shift again. So yeah, yeah I mean, I'm probably not the only one that has experienced this. So I think it would be good to read it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, okay, amazing. Um, yeah. So my, Naomi had posted in a group emotional eating, and she said, "So periodically, and today is such a day, and this was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I am unable to follow the thing to follow the things." I have awareness that I'm struggling. So let's call that a tiny win. And I did want to call, call you out, like shout you out for that, Naomi, like that that whenever we're doing anything like this, just having that awareness of like, oh, yeah, I'm struggling. This is hard. That actually is a huge win to have that that awareness. And then Naomi's written, um, but this is a, is a primary reason for joining NHC that my weight goes down and then up in equal measure regularly as a result of a painful emotions due to grief and sadness. And during those times, there is not enough um, meditation and walks and talks in the world to stop me from eating more than I need at best or overeating big time in some cases. For instance, eating alone with no distractions is lovely at times, but at other times I really dislike it. And it simply reminds me of what I'm trying to navigate in my life that is so much larger than my relationship with food. Of course, it makes sense that I might feel like this way and I have self-compassion given my circumstances, 
but I would like to stop the pattern if I can. Any tips, most welcome. So I think another thing to celebrate that, Naomi, is like that you are able to bring self-compassion into this, like you're not judging yourself for the behaviour. And the thing is that everybody that I work with, everybody, like I think all humans emotionally eat at some point. And for some of us, it's more of a problem than others. But if you think about like from a, like the way we were raised, like you think about babies, when they're crying, you give them the breast or you give them the bottle. Like we, we are wired to be soothed by putting things in our mouths. So I think that's just understanding that and having compassion for that is a really good place to um, to be starting to, to change this behaviour. And the other thing that I think with emotional eating is that we don't have to completely like cut out soothing ourselves in that way that it's actually okay but what we want to do is for it to be like more intentional so that it's not like you know because it's you can have like you know sitting down with a hot chocolate that's really nurturing and soothing and feels really good if you're able to do that and like do it in a way that's like oh this is actually me taking care of myself and not being judgmental to yourself then that is like that can actually be a positive thing so whereas like if you're thinking oh no I shouldn't be having hot chocolates at all like I should be like I'm feeling emotional I shouldn't be doing that at all that makes it harder so but what we don't want to do is be having like 10 hot chocolates or like having hot chocolate and then you're eating whatever whatever so I think like giving ourselves permission to use food to soothe ourselves is a great first step and then the other thing is Really what this comes down to is what, and my coach calls it like buffering behavior. And so for some people it's eating, for some people it's Facebooking, for some people it's like scrolling, for some people it's shopping, some people it's alcohol. And really all this behavior is, it's just a way for us to buffer, to avoid feeling negative emotion. So you said like there was like sadness and grief. And so the alternative to um, to emotional eating or use buffering behavior is that we learn this skill of being able to feel the feelings instead of buffering and high, like pay, pay, wallpapering over them. And so this is like, this is a skill and this is something that we will work on in like, like in the future, <laughs> we will actually do a challenge where we learn to feel our feelings, but as a taster, like as a, like a, a first step into this I think like the a really good way to approach it is to just do like a tiny like so if you're noticing that you've got this urge to emotionally eat just give yourself a like pause and, and ask yourself like oh what am I feeling here and just try and identify the feeling before you decide what action you're going to take so it's again bringing it's awareness comes into it it's like okay am I feeling sad or it can be like just identifying I feel bad and that's okay like and just letting yourself feel bad for a little bit before you take action and the cool thing is that when you learn to feel the discomfort of feeling bad or feeling whatever it is that you're feeling that actually like the way we emotions work is like when we let ourselves feel them, we actually process through them and it makes them like we get through through it quickly. Whereas if we're buffering, we like stop trying to push it and stop 
stop it, that makes it harder. Um, and that's when, so if you like, you know, and then if like you're trying to meditate, you're trying to walk and you're like trying to use those activities to make the feeling go away, but they're still there. <laughs> yeah. So um, what are your thoughts, Naomi? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because um, that's kind of what I've, I'm trying to do or experimenting with. And uh, it's kind of amazing. I saw this, um, I can't, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was kind of close to when I wrote that post. Somebody used the metaphor of a riptide um, with the idea that um, if you are fighting the feeling you have, you are going to tire out really fast. <laughs> you're going to give up because you're going to be so exhausted that it kind of, for me, makes it inevitable that, yeah, I'm going to eat. Like, I'm just, I kind of get very defiant. It's not really anger, but it's sort of like, I'm so done. And the the distractions or whatever else just seem ridiculous to me at that yeah. time. Yeah, but, but like the idea, but you, yeah, but the idea was um, that in a riptide, if you, if you kind of... Um, flow with it a little bit kind of try to keep your head above water but you don't kind of struggle so much and you just kind of go oh I'm in a riptide I'm gonna have to chill a little bit here until it gets weaker and then I can like you know sort of being with the feel it's it's a really a combination of a lot of thoughts a lot of feelings a lot of waterfall stuff happening all at once. That's why it seems so urgent, so intense. So I can't deal with this. But like, if I can just do that and know that that's not the same as acting on it, then yeah. it is, I'm noticing that it's helping. I'm scared to say it out loud. <laughs> because, <you> know, <laughs> okay, I don't, I'll, I'll touch some wood for you here. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's gonna, yeah, no, I don't expect it to help all the time, but I think that might be something that will help me yes. um, because I have to kind of acknowledge where I am in that time. It's very, it's not just a little like, oh, I just feel like eating more cookies. It's like a big deal. It's like, it's like I can't, a, this strong desire, like this it's urge. physiological, it's yeah. a huge urge. Um, and so, and I think the other thing is, which I'm sure nobody here has ever experienced is this sense of perfectionism. Like I know this, I'm a psychotherapist. I know CBT. This is what I do every day. I teach people about habit formation. Um, and so it's so, um, when you feel like you can't do what you know, you should quote should do <gasps> it's, um, it's, it makes you feel crappy. And so it's very humbling to just say, yeah, I'm human. I am part of this. I feel the same thing everybody else feels. And sometimes it's overwhelming and it's okay. Like I don't have to be perfect. Yeah. And in fact, that actually gets in the way because by knowing that, yeah, I'm good. I'm struggling with this. It's a tough time in my life and it's okay. And um, I can feel it and it's not going to kill me. The feelings are, it's okay. The feeling yes. is the same thing as feeling that I'm drowning. I'm actually not drowning. It feels like I am. I'm okay. It's temporary. Can, All those things is yeah, my reason. All those yeah. thoughts like are perfect. Yeah. yeah. Like I love that, Naomi. And actually the thing I want to offer you is that you going through these struggles 
actually makes you a better therapist because yeah. if you're if you didn't have this, if you didn't have this struggle, you would be some perfect robot, and then that's so unrelatable. Hey, <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> so this exactly. is like anything yeah. I've ever been able to do with my clients is all because I've been through all the crap. So it's yeah. like, so this yeah. is just another. This is another thing, but. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I really appreciate that you're just not saying, yeah, call a friend or, you know, go for a walk. Because, of course, sometimes those things are really good because they kind of break the rhythm of your thoughts. Yeah. It can be really helpful. But when it doesn't, it just means that you need to sit with it. And and as you said, you know, just let yourself feel bad. And it's okay. Um, there are worse things in life than feeling bad and we're all going to feel bad sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so good. And I love that thought that you said of like, it's not going to kill me. Like I'm not going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I use that all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I do get a little dramatic in my thoughts. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, like don't we all, don't we all know me? <laughs> like, Oh, this is impossible. I can't do this. I, here we go again. Like all that. Right. Yeah. Amazing. So. Yeah. And I actually, I haven't heard that riptide metaphor, but that's brilliant. Like the one I normally yeah. use is like a beach ball getting pushed down under, but the riptide's actually better because like, yeah, like the new. Because it feels yeah, really strong, go. really uncontrollable. And so yeah. by acknowledging that it is uncontrollable, it's not something that you can. And that, the other thing, here's the other thought, and I don't know whether this is going to be helpful for anybody else, but for me is like these two things that are fighting in me. Um, they both are trying to help me. They both want me to feel good. Like, right. Like I just want to overeat because that's going to help numb me. I'm going to feel better. And that's true. Um, but I also want to be really healthy and I like to, I love the way I feel the vitality, the energy when I don't overeat. So it's also trying to make me feel, help me feel good. So it's not like I have to hate that one part of myself do you know do you know what I mean like they're both just trying to make me feel good so yeah. I can eat if I want to I can do whatever I want to I'm the boss of me it's just like what do I really want so it also helps me because I'm kind of rebellious like I can't like you know I I have to feel like um I'm in charge and whatever I decide to do is okay but I do it with with awareness and do it with a little bit of love, a little bit of self-compassion. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's my my learning for the, for the rest of my life. Well, and for the group too. Like, yeah. So yeah, like so much wisdom there. Thank you for sharing, Naomi. It's like amazing coaching. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, cool. Keep us posted with how you get on, Naomi. But I thought I think also, yeah, like seeing it as this urge to overeat is like it recognize it. This is actually part of me taking care of myself. And this is like, even though it doesn't feel good, like this is like, there, there is some wisdom there. So like, that's so good. That's so great. And yeah, great that everyone's we've got some discussion in the chat today. This is awesome. <laughs> and I, I would say, by the way, that um, even since I've started that pattern is reducing so like in my mind I'm saying oh that's not good enough I'm still doing it but it's actually getting less so I I just want to acknowledge that because um it is just such a process I mean yeah. it's just it, it's really like watching grass grow right it's like 
really, really slow. And I'm trying okay, well, to here be in Ireland, it actually happens quite quickly. Yeah. But you know, like sometimes when you see um, what people are, are doing and it's, it's, it's kind of inspiring and also like, Oh, really? <laughs> like I just can't, I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm still kind of uh, doing this, but it's so personal, right? Like I know, I developed this, this thing during the pandemic when I felt very trapped and very, I was trapped and my husband's mm-hmm. very sick and he's now not living with me and it's still very raw, but it's, it's, um, you know, this is the thing is that when you have loss in your life, when things are changing in a way that you didn't choose, you know, these are going to be the extra challenges. And this is why, a diet was always, you know, this, this going on a diet and following somebody else's rules that aren't, aren't part of my own evolution. Um, it would work, but then it would completely fail miserably because we have to bring ourselves with it. But, um, but it is better. It is going in the right direction. Yeah. And let's celebrate that you're noticing that Naomi. And the more that you give yourself that encouragement, like we change best when we feel good, like the the more you're going to feel better about it and the easier it's going to be so yeah amazing and you also mentioned um the like comparing yourself to other people as well which is actually the um the coaching I was going to give for Christine so that's a, a nice opportunity for everyone it's just to know it's like our human brains we always like when we're in a group environment we oh actually I've just noticed the time too so if anyone needs to go go um it's, I wanted to coach on this today but yeah when we're in that group environment it's really um like just part of human nature to to when someone posts that they like have, have had a win for us to go oh well I'm not doing that and go into this whole compare and despair mindset and I have totally been there like particularly in business coaching groups like where I've been like everyone else is like kicking goals and like achieving all their goals and I'm like failing miserably and it's really hard and I know that 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 I've, I've been there like I feel I feel feel that compare and despair but so what we want to do is again just like notice the thoughts that you're having and have compassion for them like of course that feels disappointing when you like everyone else is like you know looks like they're losing heaps of weight and they're never emotional emotionally eating and they're like got it all together and I feel like I'm not like have compassion for that but also like no like don't let yourself keep going down those compare and despair thoughts so um yeah coach yourself to remind yourself no I'm exactly where I need to be I'm getting what I need when I need it and notice how like if you're thinking oh everyone else is ahead of me I'm behind that feels really demoralizing and really like demotivating whereas if you you're thinking no I'm going to get exactly what I need where I'm when I need it that makes you feel more calm and makes you feel more like in a more neutral place and maybe even a little bit bit hopeful and so from that more hopeful place then you're more likely to take the actions that that are going to help you get the results that like to get you moving in the right direction whereas the compare and despair thoughts make you want to quit so we want to just notice what notice the thoughts that are coming up. And if you feel like, oh, I can't get past this, then totally, you know, post in the group for, for coaching or 
come on to the call and, and get coached. And um, we're like, and the, the thing to remember is on a journey like this, six months of coaching, there's going to be times where it feels good and feel like you feel like you're winning and that's great. And there's also going to be times where if you feel like everyone else is winning and you're not, and that's also great. Like there's just something for you to learn and it's just an, a normal part of being in a group group program. So, um, okay, great. That was some amazing lessons there. So I just want to check in. Does anyone have anything they wanted to coach on before we wrap up for today? We're feeling good. So everyone feeling inspired to like start bringing awareness to our thoughts and like really like take it to the next level. No, good. Okay, excellent. Well, have a beautiful week, everyone. Um, so good to to have you on the call. Um, Donna's saying very inspired. Yay, Donna, good to see you. Um, so in terms of like your home play, so we want to keep focusing on what we've been doing. So enjoyment, so that thought, there's no rush. Tracking the thought for that is I weigh whatever I weigh and it's okay. And asking yourself, like, what's the lesson here? So you've got that curiosity. Um, and then making intentional choices, just how do I want this to go, like, in your daily practice, but also anytime before you're in, when you're interacting with food, how do I want this to go? And even, like, if the emotional eating piece is coming up, like, asking yourself, how do I want this to go? And maybe you go, okay, I want to feel really kind to myself and I want to feel like I'm taking care of myself. Like, um, so you can't use that thought too much. And then the other home play, of course, is to post your tiny win or your tiny lesson in the group this week. And yeah, as soon as you do it, think of it, do it, like nothing's too small to share. And just a reminder that, you know, you belong here and it's safe for you to be seen. This is a really supportive group and yeah, you are, are such an important part of it. Okay, have a beautiful week, everyone. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.